Welcome to the What If Cast with Christine and Justin, where we take a deep dive into what if theories that'll blow your mind. Hey. That's the best way to start these episodes. Just hey. Well, I tried to do like a lower hey, like a zombie. Hey. You know, how a zombie would do. I don't remember uh, any fiction where they talk like that. No? that Do they even talk? Usually zombies don't talk. Usually not. Right? They're, they're usually just, or they mumble and they try to say something. Yeah, sometimes you get stories where they, they can make out just like a couple of words just to show like what they used to be. And that's but there's no real communication there. Mm-hmm. Do we know anything about the history of zombies? Because I didn't research before this, but now I'm curious. Uh, well, I personally don't. But tell me, what, what are you curious about? Well, I want to know like how they, or, you know, the origin of them. Like we've talked about witches and vampires and are zombies within that realm? How far back do they go? Well, in some fiction, I'd say a lot of it goes hand in hand. You know, like you said, we've talked about vampires in the past, actually a couple of times. Traditional vampires were considered the living dead. And I guess zombies sort of fall into that same vein. Vampires are more interesting because you could talk to them. I feel like zombies, they just kind of become a sluggish, nonverbal person. Like they they don't have motivations anymore. Yeah, right? think, what, what is their purpose? To eat brains? Well, I think that's... <laughs> <laughs> I think you're, you're stumbling upon a really interesting point there. It's like, are they more interesting or less interesting because they're sort of mindless? You know, does that make for a better scenario or not? Well, I think this scenario becomes about the people that are living trying to get away from the zombies. It, I feel like the zombie isn't that interesting. And yet that's the whole topic of the episode. Don't Here we worry, go. We're make Here it we go. <laughs> well, there are a lot of different kinds of zombies. Yeah, you know, I just watched a movie called Zombies. Uh, th- th- this is a a teen kid movie, so I don't know if any of our listeners have even heard of this. Uh, but go on Disney Channel or Disney, what's it called? Plus on Netflix, you'll see a character with green hair. That is a zombie. <laughs> and also, very important, all of these zombies, they have the green hair and they have the pink eyeshadow. <laughs> that makes them zombies. Yes, the most G-rated way that you can portray that. Absolutely. I, I recommend. It was a nice musical. Um, but that's not the normal zombie, right? Do you want to talk about Dark Souls? Is that, that zombies? I mean, honestly, it is it is close. It is kind of close. Honestly, I, I can't explain to you or the audience how proud it makes me that you were the one to bring that up. <laughs> that, that actually touches my heart. You're welcome. No I try sometimes. But yeah, the door is open now, which means I can just go all out. <laughs> oh, no. Don't let the zombies in. But yeah, for anybody familiar with uh, the Souls series of games and specifically Dark Souls, Dark Souls focuses around this premise of of a curse that makes people undead after they die instead of dying they they come back to life 
And while their, their physical features start to, to decay and they start to look more undead, their intellect persists. They're proficient in, in working and crafting and fighting. But the problem is that the more that they sort of lose the will to live, the more they lose their mind. And the, the final destination of this curse is they become sort of what we were talking about before. They become these sort of mindless husks called hollows that move around, but their, their thought and their rationale and their, all of their memories of who they are are completely gone. And the game has you play as, as a, an undead who has to struggle against all of this. I think a reason I don't love zombies versus vampires we we talked about ghosts last time and how they had a purpose you know and what you're talking about like they had they had a purpose originally and then as they lost their purpose they became more like zombies in a way um and yeah so zombies don't have a purpose in a life and i kind of like the idea that you know ghosts or souls they still have their their wants, their, their, they still have the idea of their loved ones in their mind that they want to help out throughout their life. You know, if you're an angel or, or that sort of thing, a zombie, nothing, no purpose. I'm not sure why they're roaming, you know, they're, they're trying to get the humans, trying to get the brains. What happens? Can you explain more about when they lose their, their will? And they're in this zombie state? Sure. Uh, like I said, people who are branded with this curse don't immediately lose all of their sense of, of self and rationale. A lot of them are very intelligent and they're very driven. But when, when they start to despair, when they start to feel like there's nothing left for them, they turn hollow. Uh, and even in some cases, there's no way around it. Some of the characters in that game are very driven. And they accomplish their goals, but accomplishing their goals is sort of their undoing because once they do that thing that they've spent their entire life trying to accomplish, they have nothing, they have nothing left to look forward to. Like they've accomplished their goal and now they have nothing left and they go hollow. It's kind of sad, but I'm kind of pairing this with like people that have lost their minds, you know, like humans that like, let's say something happened with their brain. And then you kind of see the point, like, are, do they have a purpose? Do they, do they have feelings anymore? You know, like that's a lot of the reason either people keep them alive or will, you know, or will not if, if they need to be on a ventilator or something. I went real dark just then. (laughs) Well, it's, it's a pretty dark topic. Uh, Personally, I don't know if I'm going to make the comparison between uh, injured people and zombies, but Mm, mm-hmm. uh, what do you what do you think is the the draw? Why do you think this has persisted in fiction? I don't know. I'm I'm just thinking of more examples. Have you seen The Walking Dead? Not all of it, but I have seen most of it. I really liked that show, and I'm trying to explain why because that is the question. <laughs> you know, it it was the thrill of I think what what thrilled me, and also there's it's another movie like I Am Legend, where you're trying to not become the zombie. And I think that's the excitement in different movies where there's, there's war or, you know, people are getting killed off and the, the thrill is, you know, can these people survive? Can they not be zombies? Can, can they survive in this crazy 
world where everyone is turning, you know? Yeah, no, I, if I'm going to add on to that, I think, I think this scenario, I think why it's stayed so popular of a concept is because it provides this perfect, like human experiment, if you know what I mean, because in all of these shows, uh, you brought up the walking dead, the walking dead, I think is a great like character analysis show. Because like you, you said near the beginning of this, what's interesting about these is not the, the zombies, it's the people. Mm. And The Walking Dead is no exception to that. The people are the most interesting part of that show because they are now in a scenario where all they really have to focus on doing is surviving. And a lot of them, in order to accomplish that one solitary goal of their life now, which is to survive, they end up sort of throwing their ethics out the window. What will you do when you're faced with this? I think that's why this has become such an interesting thing. Yeah. Like you got to group together or you got to maybe let someone go off the pack to keep all your group together. There's got to be choices eventually. And I think there was a lot of sectioning as, as the seasons went on and then they would have to try to venture off. And that was scary, you know, to encounter these zombies, these different beings. But that's the thing. I mean, I feel like, and again, this has to do with The Walking Dead, but it has to do with any uh, zombie-based piece of media. And so Mm -hmm. in a show like The Walking Dead, there's a lot of scenes where they're just shooting at the zombies to to stop the advance. But again, it opens this ethical dilemma. If you can do that, then when these people come in and try to come in on your territory, is the survival instinct enough where you just shoot them too? It it is crazy that it could be people you recognize. It could be your brother that turned into a zombie. Then there's, then there's that moral dilemma. Like I, are you really who you are without your brain or do you have a brain in there somewhere? It also shows a cool contrast you know, or what is it that makes us human? Our creativity, our spark, our soul, our, our ability to care. And if you have something like a zombie that's really just mindlessly walking, it kind of highlights those things more. I think the real thing that makes them so, so easy to be antagonists is that you don't have to develop them at all. They, they're literally, in a lot of media, they're literally portrayed as the most grotesque, horrifying thing that you could be fighting something that looks like a person but is very clearly not uh and you mentioned you know people that you recognize as people but they're not you know you mentioned a couple of times eating other people to me personally i was even bringing this up before we started the recording uh i i think cannibalism is one of the most terrifying things and it was it was the big thing why when i was a kid I, I couldn't watch any zombie stuff. I couldn't play any zombie games. It was terrifying to me. I think I, I'm not the biggest fan of horror or anything. I, I appreciate the genre, but I've never really gotten too much into it. Mainly for those, those reasons I mentioned. Just kind of doesn't sit well with me. Kind of a wimp. <laughs> but uh, I remember the very first game that I ever played that I was actually genuinely interested in. And I kept playing it for a couple of years was uh, the zombie mode in Call of Duty. Mm. you have any familiarity with that? No. That's just a fun little uh, mini game side content for the game. 
And uh, it's just, you know, they come at you and you, you try to survive and you, you shoot them. It's Call of Duty, but without players. Yeah. And I think, I think playing that, even though it was really scary at first, eventually I was just like, no, this is just like a fun, challenging game. It, it sort of desensitized me to it, which is what I needed. How do you think zombies came to be in fiction? If you had to guess. This, I, I th- if I were to guess, I think that there has always been this sort of fear and at the same time, dark fascination with death. I think people are terrified of it. And people have always been scared of the dead returning. Right. And I think, you know, we mentioned uh, the, the comparisons to vampires and, and when we were talking about ghosts, all of these things have this, uh, this commonality in that they are these, these vengeful death. There's something grotesque and scary about it. And so I, I don't know specifically how this idea of people physically rising from the grave, you know, incepted in somebody's mind, but I think it's in the same vein as like a vengeful spirit or a, a vampire who is hunting you down. A lot of people are religious. A lot of people are atheists. But I feel like long ago, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of religions going on, but there are some people who are like, eh, I don't know. But maybe these, these bodies can come up, you know? Maybe, maybe they're not in a heaven, but maybe they just kind of come alive in their grave and get out of it, you know? It's an interesting <laughs> thought. But from what I know about different religions, I feel like that's usually not the case. I feel like when people talk about resurrection in a religious sense, there's, they're speaking about it in a very positive way. You know, they're talking about somebody coming back as a happy, peaceful, benevolent spirit. Or, you know, when you look at like the, the Christian tradition, you think of Jesus just, he's alive again. There's nothing wrong with him. He's not this terrifying figure now. He's, he's simply alive again. Right. And you know? I'm sure that was a lot of people's thinking, but I'm just saying there's got to be some people that pessimistic and are like, I can't be that happy. It's got to be awful. In a mythological sense, have you ever looked into depictions of the underworld? Y- yes. Have you ever encountered anything like this in, in any of that stuff that you've yes. read? Right. Like coming out of the water, you know, the souls kind of thinking Harry Potterish. Right. Do they have that? Well, I mean, uh, I don't remember quite this second, but I meant more in terms of like mythology because we're talking about religion. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Because uh, yeah, what comes to mind, what comes to mind for me uh, is this old Japanese Shinto religion. And one of the, the mythological stories the, the, to, to really condense it so that I'm not talking about this forever. Uh, the, the main creator God of that of that mythology went down into the underworld so that he could bring back his dead wife. But when he found her, he was horrified because she didn't look like her. She looked like a, a desiccated, gross corpse. She, she still was her in her mind, but he was so horrified to see her because she looked like that because she was in the underworld. And I think stuff like that shows to me that this concept of zombies has been around for sort of a while. Right. Yeah, I, I remember you told me that story once. <laughs> the full thing is long, and I remember you not being interested the first time. Do you remember Hocus Pocus? What's his name that was that came out of the grave to kind of help out? 
did he come out of the grave? Oh yeah, you're right. No, I know who you're talking about now. Right. He was he was a happy guy. He seemed like yeah, he he tried to help out as much as possible and just kind of grunted as well, he, he did gr- so. He grunted because his mouth was sewn shut, if I recall correctly. And right. I don't know if he was happy, but you're right. He wasn't a bad guy. He, he tried to help out. Yeah. Benny. No, that, that was Hocus Pocus. No, that's the other one. <laughs> Let me ask you this. We've come up with a lot of examples from the past. How do you think this concept could be innovated so that it would be more interesting going into the future? I was thinking about this. I'm glad you brought it up. I love the idea of zombies for the human side, but I think what would make zombies cooler is if there's a way for them to become unzombified. You know, maybe there's a cure. And that changes the morality like crazy because, you know, are you going to kill a zombie if they could potentially become a human again? Right? Probably more so likely to let them be zombie. You know, I wish I knew more about this because that would really help in this situation. But have you ever heard of a story called Warm Bodies? No. From what I know about that story, it deals with that exact concept. From my basic understanding of uh, Warm Bodies, the main character is a zombie who, spoilers, over the course of the story, eventually turns back into a human through the power of relearning how to feel. Is that right. what you were getting at? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like Frankenstein in a way. I mean, you, you really know how to get me started this episode. <laughs> That's uh, true. You, listen, you love listeners, that book. listeners, uh, you might not know this about me. <laughs> One of my favorite books of all time is uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. You are the coolest person alive. <laughs> oh, thank you. But anyway, Frankenstein's monster both is and isn't your typical zombie. The monster is made up of human parts stitched together. And so in a way, he is sort of undead. You know, I don't believe he would have died of natural causes, but he's very intelligent. He's not mindless like a lot of the the modern depictions portray the monster as. He can learn, right? he, he, He can and he does. Yeah. In the original Frankenstein story, he spends a lot, the monster actually spends a lot of time reading mm. and, and learning about himself and about, you know, the worldview of, of devils. And, and he learns about people and he has conversations. Wow. All he wants to do is talk. And See, so now- in that way, he's, he's not a traditional zombie. think that's what would make zombies interesting is you know zombies you start from ground zero you got no emotion you got no purpose but maybe there's like some inkling of a way that they could progress you know it's hard it not many do it but maybe there is some sort of way if you could really be persistent you can somehow get get there you could learn again you could you know and i think that would make for an interesting story you know what if what if here we go. Our podcast here. What if we were all zombies? Every one of us. Everyone. No one's a human. <laughs> all of a sudden, boop. <laughs> okay, well, let's let's roll with it. I can rock with it. Uh, <laughs> explain a little bit more to me. Okay. How intelligent are, how different are we from when what we are right now? 
I'm not going to make us a full on zombie because I feel like then us as a, as a, a zombie race cannot progress. So <laughs> we have no motivation. We cannot speak, but we still need to survive. So I think that I will, I will refrain from the motivation thing. Our motivation, the only motivation we have is to survive but we have no skills, we have no creativity, and we don't have feelings in the way we do now. You know, our feelings are minimal. Um, need I explain more? Uh, yes, please. What do you uh, mean when you say survive? Yes, we must. We, we, we know we must have uh, food, water, and shelter. Or, and brains? Like, what? Yeah, we're not gonna go full on zombie because I don't. We can't eat each other's brains, or I guess we can. No, there's no people. Can zombie brains count as brains? I I don't know. All right, well, scratch the brains. Food, water, shelter, and no motion. I mean, it's an interesting. It's an interesting hypothetical. I guess I'll take a stab at it, and then I'll I'll tell you what what's sort of coming to mind. I feel like if that was the case. If we had to survive, but we didn't have any skills to do so, I don't know that anybody would. I think things right. would things would really go back to primordial because yeah. I feel like what you're talking about is less zombies and more early proto humans. Even really... less than that, because I'm sure we had feelings back then as well, as well even if it, feelings. But, you know, you said that we can't really communicate with each other. So that would have to start all over. You know, you have people that can do basic things, but they don't really know how to do anything really well. I, and if we still have to eat, sleep, survive and drink water again, it just, it feels like, what if we were cavemen? Yeah. So we were cavemen for a bit and then we die. Okay. So maybe I I'm thinking about this too logically. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. (laughs) You, You brought up the walking dead. I feel like this is a perfect example. What if you were a human? in a world of, uh, of zombie plague. Do I have any other humans with me? Uh, yeah, it hasn't affected everybody yet. Your, your town is still mostly fine. Okay, great, great. Because I'm going to gather the smartest people that I know around me because I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm probably going to call everyone I know, let them know I love them because I don't think I'm going to last long. If I'm going to be real with you, I'm going to run. I'm going to hide. I'm going to try to learn how to fight a little bit, get a, get a gun. And maybe I'll, I'll, I'll create some groups where we can all practice together some techniques and also gather food as much as I can and water. And also have some dance sessions because we need to live out la- our life as happy as possible before I die. So I'm going to, I'm going to honk on the, on the bullhorn and let, let all my neighbors know. We're having dance sessions at 2 p.m., you know, bring the spirits up. I hate to tell you, but your neighbors would hate you. They're all trying to lie low and not attract any attention. And you start you start shouting out in a megaphone. Everybody This is why I'm gonna die first. This is why this is not I'm I'm holding a dance session at my house. Everybody come to where I am right now. And all of a sudden you hear all the groans as everybody starts walking over to where you are. And then they shoot me. Yeah. They give away, you gave away everybody's position. Well, there you have it, folks. 
There you don't, don't, don't put me in your squad. There's a zombie apocalypse. (laughs) I think you'd last a bit longer than me. You're you're pretty quiet, you know, so that that's helpful. Like, like walking around. I mean, you know, you better like stealthily get around. (laughs) Come dance my place. 2 (laughs) PM. Well, glad I'm glad we found out I'll die first. Glad everyone, I hope you yeah, had some fun during this podcast and look out. Look out. <laughs> Is that's that's how we're ending this? Look out. Yeah. <laughs>